What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 Power Star rating. And the doors to episode 113 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my best buddy, it's Bryce DeWitt. Hey there, bud. How we going? Yeah, good, man. It's always such a... So, basically, (laughs) we we did the intro, we had Bryce's dog here, uh, and as soon as Bryce started talking, uh, the dog was... Cracking the shits. Yes, cracking the shits, it started whining, so the dog's in the car... And it is at night time. It's not a hot summer's day, so don't uh, don't don't have to ring the RSPCA just yet. I'll, I'll check up on him periodically, but yeah, we're fine. Yeah, how are you going to check up on him? Give him a text message. You're right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what I got. Got my dog a cell phone for. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> Paw Patrol. We've all seen the cartoon. We know how it works. So yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, your, your kids like Paw Patrol. Yep, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> All kids do. All kids do. Yep. So this week on the show, we're going to be talking a lot about Astral Chain that came out the past week. We're going to be talking about the September games, and uh, we've got some other things lined up as well, so stay tuned for that. But Bryce, you've been playing a fair few games this week. Certainly. Um, more than me, so I'd like to hear about them. So you, watch, you, you picked up some unusual titles. Unusual. Oh, similar. I, th- I think they're pretty usual. Yeah, well, off the beaten path, I guess. <laughs> uh, I picked up three titles this week. Uh, one of them you should already know about anyway. Uh, obvious astral chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I also picked up Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet, and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've pl- I've put a couple of hours into each of them. Uh, Sword Art uh, Fatal Bullet uh, is not too bad. I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't put in enough time to be like, oh, yes, yes, this game, primo, beautiful, mm, or anything like that. Yeah. I've just sort of done some grinding and done some little things and stuff like that. I'd like to know how the co-op and stuff works, but haven't gotten around to that. But uh, so, the- so what type of game is it? For someone who's got no idea what this is and might not even be familiar with the anime. Third-person what- shooter RPG. RPG, yeah. okay. Looter shooter type of deal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just the next entry in Sword Art Online, but with guns, pretty much. Yeah. So, if anybody's ever played the previous ones, it's not not too much different. Do you have to play all the previous games in the series to really get this one, or can you just jump into it? You have to have general knowledge of the characters, I guess, Mm -hmm. if anything, which, if you've watched the anime, you've already got plenty of knowledge. Yeah. Most of them come off the the path of the anime, so if you watch the anime, you get enough knowledge out of it anyway. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, I'm having fun with it. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to get a little bit more time into it before I make any serious like yes or no's or whatever. Yeah. But the the Switch edition came out. Was it last week? I think it was last week. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it uh, it it features all the DLC plus the expansion to it. So I was like, hey, you know what? I feel like playing just like an anime game, even though <laughs> I've got like a bunch of them around the corner. So hmm. yeah, I picked it up. Why not? Uh, then I picked up Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist before Astral Chain. So, what I love about this game, I suppose, is that it's all five generations of Yu-Gi-Oh! in one game. Uh, and it's just got a story mode for each of them that kind of just goes over the plot of each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can either do the fights with your own constructed deck, or you can do them with the decks that were constructed in the show uh, as the plot purpose decks, I guess. So... 
it's good if you uh like even if you're not really interested in Yu-Gi-Oh, I think it's like a really good as an anime, I mean. Uh it's a really good start point if you're interested in in a card game. Yeah. Uh because you get a bit of history with it when it comes to the anime. Uh you know, there's pretty much a ginormous collection of cards in there for you to collect and build decks with and all that nice stuff. Uh as far as I'm concerned, there's not going to be DLC for it. It's all sort of just packed in the one game and that's how that game's going to be. Uh so it's great if you want a card game with a lot of variety, uh, several different game modes, because, I mean, every every season of Yu-Gi-Oh! or iteration or generation of Yu-Gi-Oh! has something different about it in its gameplay that sort of shakes it up. Um, you know, it's, it's good, I guess. Uh, and you can go online and play against other people uh, in all five different styles, from what I can tell. And uh, yeah, have a good romp of a time. Mm. You said it was a sixty dollars game, so that's a little bit cheaper than sixty dollars is pretty pricier. good for it too. Yeah, like I think, I think that's the thing that drew uh, drew me in. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was gonna. Ha <laughs> uh, Is that? Uh, yeah. Well, the last time I played a Yu Gi Oh video game was the GBA. Yeah, it's a long time ago since I've been like seeing them really like, like there's a few on PlayStation 4 like they're there but I haven't really noticed them yeah exactly yeah. yeah whereas this is this is pretty good even just like for you know quick engagements or games when you're out and about and you're just like oh, I just want to play a Yu-Gi-Oh a game of Yu-Gi-Oh real quick game of Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't take half as long as actual, actually manually doing the card game and I don't have to carry everything around with me <laughs> yeah. all, all 9,000 cards and <laughs> you yeah know. Were you were you much of a fan of the anime back in the day? Like when we were that? Oh yeah, school? Shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved I loved Yu Gi Oh as a kid um, because I don't know something about something about the card game aesthetic uh, was pretty cool. I guess yeah. I, I, I I liked I liked TCGs back in the day. I guess, uh, but with Pokemon TCG and stuff, I was too lazy to learn it, and <laughs> you know it wasn't really worth the worth the hassle of me getting into it. But Yu Gi Oh is really easy to learn at a base level. And then sort of grow from there. Yeah. Whereas Pokemon was kind of just like, here is a bunch of rules you have to read. And it's like, no thanks. It's like, with Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like, this is a spell card. This is a trap card. This is a monster. It's like, spells activate when you put them down. Traps activate when when something happens. And monsters have attack and defense points. It's like, it determines the power of your monster and what it can kill and what it will die to. Mm. It's like, cool, done. Don't have to worry about that. With Pokemon, it's like, you have energy cards and you can't do anything without energy cards and some moves require you to have energy cards and then discard an energy card which requires you to get another energy card and you draw like it's nothing over overdone like that it's just like here's yeah. the thing you're done yeah right and then from there you learn about fusions and all that and then eventually you sort of just gain that knowledge passively yeah, because I remember, like, uh, on Cheese TV watching Yu-Gi-Oh, like, I wasn't, like, a big fan or anything, but I enjoyed watching it. And that's sort of as far as uh, my, I guess, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh watching went. Yeah. Like, I think I got, like, I think uh, Conrad, he gave me, like, a couple of cards just, like, try and get me into it because, like, there was a few people who were really into it. Yeah. I remember at lunchtimes, I remember uh, Andrew was doing it in the Shelter Shed. <laughs> I've said that a long time, Shelter Shed. It's weird how it's called the shelter shed because shelter shed. because if you weren't wearing your hat, no hat, no play, you had to go to the shelter shed. <laughs> we all just played TCG in there, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. And even if we had a hat, we went went and played a was it either Beyblades or Yu Gi Oh or whatever it was at the time. We used to go there and yeah, play oh. cards. And I remember going there and watching. I never actually played myself. Yeah, but 
Yeah, it was all interesting. Like, you see people, they're just on the dirty ground with all their cards laid out. And <laughs> Speaking of Andrew, I'm pretty sure he still hates me to this day. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> and the, funny th- the funny thing is, is I think, like, that's part of it. It was the Yu-Gi-Oh thing. What a random thing to bring up, but yeah. Okay. No, 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 so, no. I, I, I'm, I'm getting into it. It is yeah, actually yeah. a part of the conversation. When we were playing, something that was rampant with Yu-Gi-Oh was uh, counterfeit cards. Mm. like bootleg ones mm. and he had this one that was literally just Exodia which is the strongest card in the game in one card so play yeah. it it was called Bigly Maju Garzet or something something really bootleg sounding and he would play it and he'd just be like oh well you can't beat me now this thing has infinite attack points and infinite defense points but I found a way to beat him and that was with a trap card and I just made sure I had that trap card at the ready and as soon as he'd, he'd summon it He'd have to take out a defense position monster because if he does that, then he can't hit my life points. Uh, so I'd have that <laughs> up. I'd lay the trap card down, wait for, him, for wait for him to attack my life points. I'd activate it, and its effect was uh, instead of losing the life points that you would from getting attacked by that monster, you gained them. So yeah. I had infinite life points. He couldn't beat me. Oh wow! It was impossible. E- even though he had like a uber card, yeah, like fake card, yeah. yeah. That's and awesome, that, and yeah. like I, I, even though he had a stupidly bootleg card that was just ridiculously strong, and you could not possibly beat it without certain effects on the field, he literally couldn't win mm. from that. I've got infinite hate. I've got infinite life points. He's got infinite attack. It'd just never end. So he loses because he doesn't have infinite life points. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not too familiar. I'm not too familiar with fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but I had like a heap of fake Pokemon cards. Yeah, and like they they were like poorly printed, and instead of like the curved edges, they were just sharp edges. Yeah, I had like a heap of them, and like mm-hmm. at the time, like you know, I was collecting the cards for the art, so I couldn't give a shit if they were fake or not, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, but yeah, um, especially I like that. But yeah, <laughs> actually, better. I hope you did the narration at the same time. Like, oh. You have activated my trap card, Spell and that means you can not hit me. Yeah. <laughs> actually, what was it? Uh, I can't so remember. he hates you. He actually, ha- he will not hate you in his mid twenties. It is for it, beating him at Yu Gi Oh when he thought he could not be beaten. He would not still hate you. No, well, the last time I the last time I heard about him, um, it was in literally when I was like eighteen, and he just hated me. I don't know why. But he always hated me for that reason during primary school. So I have a feeling it was like that from a pension. Because he's like, oh, I have this uber powerful Yu-Gi-Oh card. No one can beat me. And I found a way to beat him. And he's just, and I'm just like, that's because the card is fake and it's not real. Okay. And it's so, bullshit to use. So don't use it. So what we're going to do, we're going to get to the bottom of this. So if there's anyone listening from our local area, we're not going to give out his last name because that would be bad. Uh, so if anyone knows of what Andrew we're talking about and you're friends with him, if you've got contact with him on Facebook or something, ask him... If he still if he still hates Bryce DeWitt, I'm more than sure he does, dude. Because the only, the person that told me uh, was uh, Grace, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I came up in discussion while they were talking. And he's just like, oh, I hate him. And then like whenever <laughs> he was hanging around Taylor, who he was also friends with, by coincidence, <laughs> he just never fucking spoke to me whenever I was in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, he he kind of just gave me that. It's funny because he's such a nice guy. <laughs> he's actually, I'm sure he was, but like I didn't do anything to him. I just beat his goddamn stupid bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh card, uh, and like I've never really had any interaction with him other than that. He just hates me, and I don't know why. There you go. Yeah, uh, and then the last one is obviously <laughs> Astral Chain. And well, well, have you have you played? What about, what about Pokemon Masters? 
We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about. Pokemon I feel like Masters Pokemon Masters will be shorter though. So no, it won't. I've finished it. Oh, oh. I've finished oh, oh. it, and I have opinions. Oh, all right. Astral Chain. I have not finished. Have you fin- have you even started Astral yeah, Chain? Yeah, no, I've started Astral Chain. How many hours you put in? Like two. Two. Okay, yeah. good. So you've got a decent understanding. Yeah. So how many have you put in? Like six? Four. Four? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I really love this game. Mm. Uh, I do too. I mean, I love Platinum games in general, and they don't really ever make anything I don't like. Uh, the last game they made was Nier Automata, and Nier Automata was literally one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Um, so, uh, I love everything about where this game is going, in the sense of like... You get that Bayonetta feel in, like, how it's structured, I guess. Uh, And that's something that obviously made Bayonetta stand out in that genre. Um, But the game is not so much about combo consistency, it's mechanical consistency. So, like, the ability to use your chain to do things, like, uh, with your Legion attached, or... uh, using your legion as a gap closer for example like literally my favorite thing in the game is stopping things from charging and flinging them back to their original position yeah so i really like how in the combat you actually get to use the chain as well yeah exactly as well yeah. as the legion itself it's, it's not just the legion yeah i had a lot of fun just like you know you see see it charging in like you you know you make your legion stretch out so yeah it stretches the chain out and you fling the enemy back and even like wrapping them around so you can like constrict them and it has and so many them. practical uses like inside and outside of combat too like there was this uh I'm, I'm not going to obviously overindulge, but in uh, in one section, there's like these things and I kept trying to wrap my legion around them because they were attaching to the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So I wrap it around and it did nothing. I'm like, okay, I don't understand that. What I actually found out later on is that you can use it, wrap your, cha- wrap your chain and send your legion to a, like, a platform and then hit the button and you'll do a chain jump, but you like cut corners with it oh yeah cool and it has practical yeah. uses in some uh some combat areas i've been to because like some areas get blocked off by the enemy and then you're like oh okay well i could i've i can either approach this by using a specific move that you get with your legion or i can use the things that are around the arena uh so i don't have to stop and potentially get damaged uh and zip around the obstacle instead so like there's a lot of neat little practicalities in it that I just think are fantastic Um, obviously I've only got one extra legion let's put it that way I've only got one extra legion at the moment Um, and there's three more to go Uh, and I'm sure they all have some sort of practical uses that just make you go oh I could use that in this particular way Uh, Hmm. and I love case investigation as well uh I don't know if you've done the first, like, real major one. No, I haven't really. Uh, no. The first the first real major one, it's, like, decently lengthy with a lot of clues, and you've really got to siphon through and find what what fits where. Uh, it's pretty good overall, I think. Like, it puts you more in the perspective of, like, the role of a cop, mm. and that's awesome. Um, and then, you know, combat tied in front of it and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to play more. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's really got me enthralled. Yeah, I'm same as well. Like, especially when it just like the game opens up and it just like, man, this game feels like an anime. And there's literally an anime opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. like once you've like passed like a few of like, the t- t- tutorial stuff. Yeah, it's so, like wow. <laughs> yeah, and I love that main song and um, like the main theme is actually going to be the Nintendo jukebox of this episode. Sweet. Yeah, because yeah. it's a really good theme. I'm like, oh yeah, like great rock, theme, rocking out to it. Yeah, it's love awesome. It. Uh, and Pokemon Masters, I guess. 
Mm. You you get your opinion in real quick. Uh, well, I haven't played barely any Masters. Uh, like I've done like the first two missions or something. And I'm like, oh, cool. But I guess just from yeah, you know, well, you're going to go into it. Like that's literally all I've played. I've done like two missions. Okay, cool, cool. I'm not in a rush to play through it or anything. I'm not that excited or anything by it really. Okay, I finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into it, I already sort of had off expectations by like, and before it gets commented on, yes, I know gacha prices are bullshit in general, and Masters is no different, and it's not you know, the most ridiculous thing out there to say they're expensive. Because no. they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, gacha, gacha games are. Uh, so, I played through. I had fun with it. I don't think it's uh, bad in gameplay or anything like that. I actually think it's really intuitive and does a lot for sort of like a gacha system type of game. Uh, kind of like Dragalia does in its own sense, I guess. Uh, like Dragalia having the ability to have, you know, four different moves. It's the same here. Four different things to do with each character. You've got three different characters on the field at a time. There's a lot of variety in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way you can mix and match up teams to make them synergize with each other and stuff. Primo. It's great. Um, but I finished it last night and it ended in the most random spot. Like, it wasn't like... In a, in a game, you kind of, like, expect it to rack up, wrap up sort of... It, well, in a gacha game. With Dragalia Lost, it wrapped up cleanly in Chapter 6. It gave you something to look forward to. Uh, but it did wrap up the characters in that moment nicely with a little bow and said, Okay, now on to the next part of the story. Yeah, so Arc 1's done. Arc 1's done. Arc Moving 2 on will be starting on soon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the annoying part is, is and, like, this is minor spoiler. Minor. Very minor. Because, really, it should be obvious where you're going anyway, and it should be obvious what your goal is in Pokemon Masters, because you've got the badge case, whatever. Yeah. So, you get you get your badges, you go to the PML. It just ends in the middle of the PML. In the middle of it? In the middle of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Do it's they- not... It's not like cliffhangery, and it doesn't wrap anything with a nice little bow. It literally just ends right before you're about to start another battle with someone, and that's it. Does it say there's going to be like it's going to be updated soon? Yeah, it does. It-, it does. It says uh, this is as far as the story goes so far. Okay, but it doesn't like like I said. It usually they wrap up the story, then start on a new arc. This doesn't feel like that because you're already technically on an arc that should be ending with the end of the PML. And then moving forward. Sounds like they were pretty close just to finishing that little bit. Yeah. While they couldn't just put an extra well, couple of battles and go, you won, congratulations. And you've got you- you've got 10 chapters, two interlude chapters, and then there's like six mini chapters, which uh, the six mini chapters are literally just boss fights. Mm. Um, and it's all in the PML. And they're pretty good and they're hard. They're difficult. And like, you really have to utilize what you're doing. But it's... Uh, it's not that difficult if you've really put in the time to learning your team, what your team can do for you, what your team uh, does in certain situations and all that, which it's really easy to pick up because it's a gacha game and they're not as overcomplicated as like Pokemon having like 50 available moves to them. You know, they've only got two available moves to them, a support ability and an item. So they're not that hard to sort of sniff out and memorize, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, cool. 
done, did that, cleared the game, and now there's nothing. Uh, the story is stopped in the most awkward place possible. Uh, I right before the payoff. <laughs> right, be- yeah, right before the payoff, pretty much. Yeah, and then I'm at the point where like, okay, so what do I do then? It had a whole section introducing co-op battles. There was almost no point in doing that because the co-op battles are near non-existent. It's like you can do co-op versions of the training courses. I'm like, why would I need to? I've got a team that can literally clear every training course with no issue. It's really, you know, empty. It makes no sense. Usually in uh, gachas, they'll have like some kind of boss fight by the end of it, like hard modes or hard story mode or something like that. Mm. There's nothing of that. And it sort of just brings me to the question, like, they have... Like, the one thing that really pisses me off about the gacha is that your freemium currency does not make you eligible for jack shit, really. Mm. Single pulls only. For some reason, you can only make 10 times pulls, which give you no extra benefit, which in gachas, they usually do give you an extra benefit for pulling 10 at once. Uh, to incentivize you to spend more. To incentivize you to spend more money, exactly. Whereas, whereas this is just like, oh, you can save time. By yeah, not exactly, open- yeah. literally. And that's annoying. Mm. It's like, if I have freemium currency and you're not going to give me an extra benefit for pulling 10, just let me fucking pull 10. Why would I have to buy freemium cu- uh, premium currency? Sorry, premium and freemium, it's really... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but why would I have to buy premium currency just so I can pull quicker? That That's ridiculous to me. Um, there's a special on at the moment where if you buy the premium currency pool 10, you get a guaranteed five star, but that's only good for one. Yeah. And then that's it. So for whatever reason, the gatch is just sort of like all messed up and doesn't really make, make a lot of sense. Um, and then, yeah, I think like at the moment it's just really irritating because the only thing I can do now is grind and, get my teams up there but for what purpose i don't have any competitive multiplayer or bosses or anything like that to do there's no point i I guess it's just assuming content is going to be coming which it will but depending on what that content is is it worth you grinding i I also i also think it's not just that but also that they don't expect people to finish it so quickly but it's not a terribly hard game so how many hours do you reckon you've put into it to get through the story five hours okay so that's not too long really no it's not too long it's good if you just want a quick (laughs) well not really because it doesn't finish itself like that's what i want to say like it's good for like a a quick like joust through like characters in pokemon history and yeah so that's what i really that's what appeals to me like hardcore pokemon fan just seeing all these characters back in this one place going for like you know going to the pokemon league to compete with one another that's obviously something that uh, really appeals to people like us we're like yeah been yeah. with the series for ages and like the, the reason i haven't played it that much is just because i've been busy over the weekend and also um i'm going to be upgrading my phone within like a month so i'll be probably spending be spending a lot of time with mobile stuff in the month's time yeah um so I'm I'm not too worried about it right now. I'm gonna probably get into it a bit later and it sounds like there's no rush because no, I might as well really. wait until the uh, content's there. Well the yeah, so it's, just, it, yeah. it's dry right now. Like yeah. I, I'm ready to be like I'll I'll probably log in and if I feel like grinding, I'll grind them out, get my uh all my levels uncapped on my main team, get them to a one hundred and all that stuff and just sort of like even myself out and do whatever. I might do that. Uh, but 
like at the moment there's not a purpose for doing that so mm. i'm not that engaged to be like logging in and playing because i was there for a bit i was engaged to get in and play and get through the story and do all that stuff and i did but now there's nothing and the only way for me to make gacha rolls is if i pay money because i've claimed all the free bonuses um oh, right. except yeah. except the daily logins uh yeah so it's like yeah actually a, a question a lot of people will be curious about is like um you know especially me if, if the questions i'd ask would be like what how egregious are the microtransactions how much money have you spent personally like getting through the story and um what do you think of just the prices for like some of these roles or the things okay. you can spend money on okay so uh i spent <laughs> only because i was feeling like wanting to roll i spent a dollar 50 and i bought one daily deal but it wasn't necessary because it gave me trash anyway. Okay, so what's in a daily deal? Daily deal, you pay 100, 100 paid gems only, which is kind of annoying in itself, uh-huh. uh, yeah. to get a cheaper roll. It's like three times less expensive. Okay. And you can yeah. only do it once a day. So it's like the cheapest way to roll, uh, which, to be completely honest with you, is probably the most irritating thing to people who do play gachas is having that because it just makes you want to roll even more. And that's how they get you to buy more. Because yeah, that's, you're like, that's what they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you if you feel like dropping on maybe like the sixteen dollar deal, I think, or something like that, you get sixteen rolls out of it. That's probably all you're going to want to spend on it. To be honest, just pull the sixteen rolls over time, and then just whatever you get from the story, and then don't do any more. Um, there's a lot of inconsistencies at the moment, so. Like, even if you spend your money, you get a character like, let's say, Roxy, who's some who, who's a character I invested a lot of time in because I like Roxy, I like Whirlipede and Scolipede and all that. I like that entire evolutionary line. I was excited. I was like, yes, cool. I would love a Scolipede. Turns out, can't evolve the Whirlipede. Because I haven't added the Because I haven't added yet. it. Yeah. But there's other Pokemon in there that can evolve perfectly fine. With, it kind of just says to me it's like why couldn't you just done that mm. I feel so, like I feel like there's like it would give me incentive more incentive yeah so because the- I did I did uh, Snivy to Superior mm. and I loved doing that like it was a grind but I got it done and I was like yeah I've got a Superior now great yeah it just it seems like you know they're asking like for ten rolls is it like forty five Australian dollars or something which is not uncommon but- so yeah so they they ask for that but. They they're also putting out a non finished game, yeah. So they're they're trying to you know. Well, that's what I mean. You get to the end of the game and there's nothing to do with all these Pokemon that you've probably bought at this point, and that's kind of dumb, really. Mm. It's like I've just bought all these Pokemon with these rolls. It's like oh my god, I've got so much content to do. I'm gonna blast it through the story. When I get to the end of it, I've got heaps of Pokemon to to work on and stuff like that but for what purpose and by the time you've spent you know 45 australian dollars getting your 10 rolls or whatever what was the point the problem is is like the strongest team available at the moment is uh karen and houndoom phoebe and dusclops and rosa and snivy so you get the strongest support in the game for free which is rosa and snivy literal strongest support in the game it's just a fucking brick wall it never dies, uh, has a special attack up on all and uh, time to energize, which like increases your bars by three. So it allows you just to attack constantly and buff your special attackers. 
The reason it works so well with Karen is because Karen's the only striker on the team. There's two supports in Dusclops and Superior. Uh, but Karen, uh, Karen and Houndoom have uh, Mega Evolution, which means that as long as you can keep Houndoom alive, it'll do shit tons of damage mm-hmm. after you've used the sync move once. And then Dusclops, I think, just has like special defense up or defense up all or something like that. That uh, sort of just helps out the team. Yeah, so you're just missing yeah, Phoebe, are you? I'm just missing Phoebe. Yeah. If I have that, then I'm set. I, I don't I don't need any other team, really. So when I uh, started the game, and something I highly encourage is re-rolling, until you get a five-star, you're comfortable with. Uh, if you're not happy with it, then... Yeah, re-roll and keep going. Don't roll without getting a five-star out of it. What I'm more pissed off about is that I've had... A duplicate... Already, I've I've had so many duplicates already mm. in a roster of sixty five characters. I've had so many duplicates. Yeah. I've rolled twenty times, I yeah. think. And that, like, just like with with microtransaction free to play games and all of this type of thing, I'm fine with like a free to play game coming out. Obviously, they've got to make money somehow. But like that base game has to be worth spending money on. Like any game, doesn't yeah. matter whether it's you know going to Big W and buying Control. Or you're just on the App Store and you're spending it on Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Go, Animal Crossing, or whatever game. The, the base game has to be good. Yeah. And it seems like from what you're saying, I've, I haven't heard too much talk about this apart from you, to be honest. So other people might be going, oh, it's great. There's heaps of content. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea. Yeah. But if the base game isn't there and the whole game's just based on roles... Like I, I can't stand loot boxes and that in games. I just can't stand them. If you, if you want people to buy stuff, just let people buy it. Because like if I don't know how they could do it in this game, but even if it's like oh you want to you want to customize your trainer, buy the clothes through microtransactions. Like, like Pokemon, I feel like Pokemon Go does it really well. If you want lures, buy some lures. If yeah. you want this, buy this. Like you've you've got to like buy the currency, and they give you just a bit more currency than you need, so you feel like you've always going. Well, that's that's their trick to getting to spend money in that game. Yeah. But in this, where it's just like forty five dollars, forty five dollars can get you a lot. With in a video in video games, you go to EB Games, you can get like you know two PlayStation games on sale. You can get like probably four great indie games on Switch if they're on sale, or two just normally. Like for example, like Creature in the Well. That's a game I'm really looking forward to. That's twenty two dollars. Yeah, exactly. That's four yeah. four dungeons, awesome art, and just for four rolls where you got oh sorry ten rolls where you got no idea what you're getting. And they might be, even if they're the most fantastic rolls, they're all five star characters. Still not worth forty five dollars no, for that yeah. game, because forty five dollars or fifty dollars would be the maximum I'd want to spend on this game, because that's only thirty dollars less if I'm going to be paying for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's not even it won't even be close to those games. Yeah, in the amount of many amount of money DNA and uh, the Pokemon Company spent on it compared to what Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are spending on Sword and Shield, it's just nowhere near. The thing that annoys me the most, I think, is this: just like it's it's gone down the same route as. Fire Emblem Heroes in that you, you're going to want duplicates if you want stronger characters. Yeah, yeah. And that's fucking annoying because yeah. it's just like, oh, your sync moves get stronger if you have up to five duplicates on one character. It's like, really? Why? Mm. Why does it have to be like that? It's like, it basically, it's basically just like, oh, don't get mad you've got a duplicate. Here's a little power up for that unit. It's like, what if I don't fucking use that unit then? Yeah. That's that's annoying. That's fucking annoying. And Fire Emblem does the same thing. It's like, you get a duplicate, fuse it into your other hero, and then they'll get a stat boost. It's like, great. Cool. 
Indrigalia lost. Um, it's it's no better, realistically. It is sort of the same thing. But the difference between these three games is that Pokemon Masters and Fire Emblem Heroes do not hand out free currency just on the willy-nilly. Mm. You have to earn it. And once you've earned it, it's gone. Yeah. So if you've earned it, you've used it, it's gone. The chances of you just getting free shit thrown at you is very, very small. Mm. Uh, Regalia Lost, it goes out all the time. It's like, here's free currency, here's a free 10 times ticket, here's a free... Do this event and you can earn up to like 10 summon tickets and stuff like that. So it's more excusable because they're chucking at them at you for free all the time. But in these games, I can pretty much... Like in Fire Emblem Heroes and Pokemon Masters, there's no way they're going to do that. Because the Nintendo IPs, like well-established IPs, mind you. (laughs) Very. (laughs) That's Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise in the world. And they still want the same price out of Pokemon Masters as they do with literally any other thing because they know they can get that money. Well, you can see the way they're pushing it in the marketing. Like, remember Black and White 2, how they got those beautiful animated sort of five-minute trailers of, like, uh, story beats in the game? Yeah. Sword and Shield didn't get any of that. No. But Pokemon Masters did. Yeah, because... Got a very nice, like, five-minute opening to what the story's going to be. And so, I think the Pokemon company is really betting on this game. Yeah. And they're really aiming it towards people like you and I. But, like, you know, with the Nintendo mobile games, I'm going to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to get through them. I'm going to spend money and time on them. And they'll be no different. I'm going to, like, get through this game and spend my time with it and hopefully enjoy it. Yep. Uh, but if this was just, like, whatever developer making whatever game, no way in hell I'd stick around. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's just... Games like this is the reason I think a lot of us, like, mobile games are rubbish. Yeah, not to be honest, it's just, and it's kind of the reason why I'm I, I'm excited for Apple Arcade because like you know our phones are really awesome pieces of technology and they can run awesome games. They can run just the controls not there, but if there's actually uh, they use the touch screen and everything that's uh, given to them and don't just like make you use fake buttons, you can make some awesome games on there. Yeah. So just the idea of being able to play games where you just download it straight to the thing, no internet connection, no microtransactions, and it's stuff like. Uh, Florence and like really awesome experiences like that were made for the mobile platform. That's what yeah. I'm excited about. And that's why I, I enjoy Animal Crossing because it's a great fit. You can play that game and not spend any money, but um, you can spend a bit of money and you get like a decent payoff as well. And I feel like the only reason at Animal Crossing I'd want to spend more money than I already have, which was like $13 because I was really enjoying it. And I spent, I played it like all day and I was quite happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, would be like they had to do like a different uh, theme. So like at the moment, there's a Hello Kitty <laughs> furniture theme, and like Hello Kitty won't get me to spend money. But a while back, there was a Pokemon one. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, I want my campsite to be decked out in Pokemon stuff. You could sp- you'll spend like thirty bucks, get your leaf tickets. Um, you spend them on just buying the furniture. There there, there are like a sort of a loot box things. So it's called um, oh, fortune cookies. They're called fortune cookies in that, and you can like spend money and get stuff like that. But that there's other things to spend your money on. You can completely ignore them. But like, obviously this, that's the one and only thing you can spend is just random shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think, I think in a wrap up this discussion, um, I urge you, anybody that is listening and is considering spending money on Pokemon Masters, I urge you to reconsider and don't bother. I uh, urge you to re-roll your account until you get a five star and then work off of that. 
um, because by the time you've spent your money, you're not going to get your money's worth out of it. Most of the game I have completed with one gacha five star, uh, and then the rest of them have naturally occurred through the game. So I made it all the way through the game with uh, Karen, which was my reroll, um, uh, Rosa and Superior, and then Roxy and Whirlipede, which was slowly phased out for Acerola and Palisand, and then Charon and Stoutland. Oh, yeah. And then that was it. But you get them later on for free. You don't have to pay for them. So there's no point spending money. If you can get a team that can demolish the whole game for practically free, then why spend money on it? There's no point. Mm. Uh, there's no reason to have that extra backup. And it is good they didn't make it so hard that you're forced to spend money, I guess. All gacha games are like that in terms of their story, though. Yeah, so then there's the end game, but isn't there. So yeah, it's non-existent. So it's a, it's a weird thing. It's weird. <laughs> there's no point spending money if you haven't got anything to use those units yeah. on. And there will be, I assume, but it's just weird how it's not there because like, people like, they want people rushing through that story, getting to the end game and grinding and spending money at the end. I don't know why they didn't have it at the start. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's kind of weird because then you're going to drop off and spend no money, you know? People like you. I, I spent I spent a dollar fifty because I was impatient. But think about <laughs> how many see. people would get through it and be like, "Oh, this is this is great! I finished the story. I want to get all the characters. Want to just get every level. For, just spend thousands of dollars." But they can't, <laughs> no. even if they want to. No, the end game content's barren. It's like there's nothing there. There's no point. You mm-hmm. know, it's a shame. Oh well, hopefully they update it and it becomes fantastic. We'll see. Yes, we will see. We'll definitely see. So, Bryce, let's move on to some news or some rumours. Well, it's not even a rumour. It's actually uh, pretty solid. This is about the uh, upcoming Super Smash Bros., uh, the fourth fighter in the DLC pack. So, this is from my Nintendo News, and they say, It is looking like the next DLC uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate character will will include a SNK character. So, this was on Nintendo UK's site, and they have listed, they said, the next DLC, DLC 4, will include one fighter, one stage, and we'll have several new music tracks, and and it says, note, further details will be announced periodically, and at the bottom, it says, SNK Corporation, all rights reserved. So, it seems like someone fucked up and put the, yeah. <laughs> the rights to that character in there, where... Uh, who knows? Maybe it was there on purpose to like sort of push speculation and like doing what we're doing now. Get talking about it. Get yeah. people excited about more DLC. Yeah. Sell some more passes. I don't know. That seems a bit. That, that seems like a good idea, actually. Seems a bit wacky when you say it out loud. <laughs> but yeah, so an SNK fighter. So this could be anyone. Um, well, but there are some uh, like you know pretty. Uh, good candidates for the position there's only two real there's only two real candidates i can really see in that position and that is uh poster girl that's been used in every collaboration ever my shiranui um or the fatal fury poster boy terry bogard yeah so out out of terry is what came to my mind you know straight away yep um just because he's you know probably the most iconic I would say like there's there's lots of uh, iconic games from SNK but probably Terry would be like one of the ones that you could see in Smash Bros Fatal Fury and King of Fighters yeah yeah um the thing is is that uh there was also the coinciding 4chan leak which could have very easily just been somebody chucking it out there but they said it was a female character that nobody could nobody would ask for 
So judging it was a female character, there's only two ways that it sort of could go in my eyes in terms of series representation. And that is, again, my Shiranui. Uh, but it could also be Terry Bogart again, uh, thanks, to, <laughs> t- thanks to SNK Heroines. Because there is female Terry Bogard as the main protagonist in SNK Heroines. Mm. But I'd probably, I'd think that it would be like if uh, Terry was in there and it would be like, you know, both skins. like you know, the Yeah, female, male and female. Yeah, male yeah that's, and female. that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my point is, is that, um, you know, that those two characters coinciding with the leaks, if it was SNK, uh, those would probably be the two pickets. Um, with Terry Bogard being available in SNK Heroes on Switch, but it's the female version. But I don't think they'd ever disregard having actual Terry Bogard in there, so it probably would be interchangeable. Mm. And then uh, My Shiranui is supposed to go with every crossover when it comes to SNK, um, whether it be in Dead or Alive or what have you. She's in every collaboration. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just want to point out for people who are like, who the hell are SNK? Because I wasn't that familiar with SNK like until like the collection came out on Switch late last year so like they're, they're, that's the company responsible for the, the Neo Geo and like heaps of arcade games and all that back in the day so Fatal Fury King of Fighters is the most recognisable brand that they have I think is King of Fighters um, and then yeah a lot of their shit was on arcade systems for most of the years mm. yeah yeah so that would be a, a great little um, like company to represent from like uh, you know back in the day like, I think, alongside I think Nintendo there are a lot of people that are sort of iffy about it. and I, I mean, I understand because Street Fighter's in there uh, and it is just another yeah, generic another. competitive fighting game in a yeah. sense. But, you know, there's always room for improvement and changes and differences and stuff like that. I don't mm. feel like it needs to be just, oh, it's another fighting game. You better make them so they always turn the same way they're <laughs> expressing... <laughs> Uh, we better make them have a counter move. We better make them have a really strong heel drop and a really strong knee. Well, you can, I, you can see what Terry would do. Like you know, he does like the punch to the ground and like that shock wave goes out. And like, yeah, he, sure. he, you can see like a pretty cool move set for him, which would be like different to like you know Ryu and all that, but look, looks similar in aesthetic. And you know, you know what Sakurai would do too, because you know especially lately with like the DLC characters and like the new characters in Ultimate like he's really creative like with the extra mechanics on top of just like the oh, yeah. what buttons and that you're holding so he won't be the same no absolutely not I think I think if you or I were making it we'd be just like punch and kick and yeah but uh, yeah Sakurai and the Terry, team Terry punches and kicks yeah Terry Bogard so there's a, there's absolutely no doubt that this is going to the character is going to be someone from the staple that uh, um, SNK have We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, I feel like the uh, the only argumentable thing to say that this is disproven is if uh, the website developer reused source code from the website and they accidentally left that in there. <laughs> they could have. That's that's <laughs> well, that's happened before in web development. It's uh, yeah, it's a thing that can happen. It doesn't happen very often because most people are quick to pick it out and go, oh shit, you know, you don't want that to be in there because whatever. But it is possible that yeah it's it's totally real but we'll see we'll see yeah and i guess just just quickly going on like uh there's also rumors that banjo kazooie are going to be released in the next next couple weeks couple of weeks yeah yeah. so that'll be exciting uh yeah the 
the reason this was was because that a store in Japan has started uh, putting up their promotional material, which Ooh. when they did it for the hero, um, it released within the two weeks that they from the date they put up the promotional uh, material. Yeah. So the the same store is doing the same thing again, but with Banjo Kazooie, which leads people to believe ah well it's within two weeks then because yeah. they're advertising. So it people now. are just assuming going off history. Yeah. Oh well, the people that uh, the people that talked about it were professionals and yeah, yeah. Uh, they worked in the particular industry the shops in and all that stuff you know that's awesome so, yeah, yeah. Well, i hope, hope it does come soon like me too because <laughs> uh like i really like the hero and i haven't i haven't played okay i keep going back to my defaults that's the problem with smash like yeah i keep going back to my defaults because there's such a big roster now it's kind of like feels uh because we've brawl played everyone are you going to go to this new person now when you just stay with my angel with the bow? Yeah, I like my angel with bow. And the angel with the bow. And the and the duck with the hammer and the plumber with the gloves. <laughs> oh, and my little boy with the snake rope. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so this one's from uh, net. Love Cerebi. Uh So... New Pokemon anime is confirmed, and it's uh, going to be unveiled on September 29th. And there's just a few notes Cerebi has. So the title of the new anime series will be Just Pocket Monsters in Japan, and that's the same as when the anime first started in 1997. Lovely. And material states the new Pokemon anime will be set in all regions so far with Pokemon from each region. So... That last bit is the interesting bit. That's that's all the information we know. Cerebi's right. lifted that from translations. So this isn't just going to be, oh, let's go to Galar and he's going to choose a Pokemon. He's going to suck throughout the whole thing, lose against Pokemon League and move on. Yeah. So whether this is going to be like, they're at Galar, but they're also uh, jumping between regions or I don't know what's going to be going on here, whether uh, characters from previous series in the anime are going to be coming back and that's what's going to represent previous regions or what it's going to be, but... Um, I do like the sound of just having all regions represented in the anime rather than just like the next doing the seasonal yeah oh let's go to a new region because yeah. e- even with this it's hard to get excited about a new Pokemon anime because it's been it's it's just it's just it's repeated it's just hey Sun and Moon again. Sun and Moon is good alright leave Sun and Moon alone it's actually a, a good a good uh, derivation from the old formula where it's done its own thing I'll I'll, I'll give there's anything I'll give praise to Sun and Moon for it's the anime and the anime is really good yeah and I take your word I take your word on it but you know yeah it's, it's still hard to like yeah it's new Pokemon anime because you know as a big Pokemon fan I probably sh- I wish I was really excited about the anime I wish I could really get into the everything apart from just the games but at the moment it's just uh, from but you know but insane X and Y that was really good sort of the ending yeah. towards that was really good and the animation of X and Y was just brilliant um, oh stellar and you're saying uh, Sun and Moon is really great. I watched a couple of episodes and it was just like, you know, the same. And I wasn't into it. I watched an episode when they went fishing and like uh, that they came across a, a big uh, wish cache or something and shit went down and they helped it out and that was the end. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know? It <laughs> sounds like an episode for friggin' Holland. Yeah. It might have been a wish cache. I, I couldn't remember the fish. It was like a big fish. They went fishing. They found a big fish. Oh, yeah. shit, I it was a long time ago. I was just I just like watched a couple of episodes on, episodes on Netflix because I'm like, oh, I'll see what it's all about. I did enjoy the episode when uh, he caught up with Brock and Misty again, and he battled them in their gyms when he back went, went back to Kanto. That was cool. It was. Cool. That's because it's a throwback to the series I grew up with, so it's kind of cheating. I don't know. 
But anyway, new Pokemon anime. Cool. Hope we'll see more on September 29th. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully they maybe try and stretch their legs a bit more instead of just sticking with what's safe. Cause I, I think the reason they've done that is because those Brock and Misty episodes actually received very well. They were yeah. received highly well because uh, they went back to Kanto. They did that. They saw old characters, all that stuff. But they also had Brock and Misty turn up in a lull for a few episodes too. And those yeah. were also received very well. So I think they've probably just realised that, ah, oh, people have got their nostalgia goggles on and they want to see their old characters and stuff like that. So here we go. Let's just do it, I guess. Let's just do it. Mm. So yeah, I think that's what's happened. Because uh, I was um, keeping up to date on what's going on in the Pokemon League in Sun and Moon. And like I was, like people were saying, oh, looks like Ash might actually win this. And uh, you are telling me, well, then you showed me like the battle between... Uh, Oh, who are they again? Oh, um, oh, what's the? <laughs> I forgot the bloody uh, starter's name. Decidueye and Rowlet. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And his Rowlet beat a Decidueye. It's like, okay. Now, what's 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 happening after that? Do you know what's happened after that? Uh, yeah, the biggest meme of the Pokemon season has happened. Okay, so tell us about that. Uh, Spoilers ahead if you want to watch it. <laughs> Ash's Toracat uses Fire Blast on uh, Glissopod. Mm. Um, Guzma's Galissapod, and he goes to order. Oh, I've it, actually seen order this as a meme. Block it, <laughs> yeah. And it walk, it walks, it 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 walks backwards. It goes back at the Pokeball and sends out Scissor. And as you know, that's a big no-no. <laughs> I did say that. I just I laughed at that. Yeah, I love it. It comes out and it's just like, yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how you are, how I got into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, sick. Well, it all yeah. started last summer. <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit. Because, yeah, uh, yeah I, I actually saw the meme, like, Sizzle come out, it's just this fire blast, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, the worst situation to be in. And Guzma would do it, too, he's like, oh, shit. A bug steel, just, oh. Bug steel, <laughs> just melt, literally, yeah. Yeah, so there you go, Pokemon anime. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because yeah. it's still going. Like, where are you watching it? Are you, where are you keeping up to date? Is it, is it, like... I, I've just been watching it on Netflix as it comes out in English, but I do uh, okay. I do keep up on where on how it's going. Hmm. Yeah, through Cerebi or whatever. Yeah, because it's really hard to catch the Pokemon anime on anything uh, without is having this, to yeah. illegally pirate. Yeah. Illegally pirate. Who's gonna illegally pirate the Pokemon anime? Not me. Hooray! Yeah, yeah, cool man. Little jingle. So I put this news in. I don't think anyone's going to care about this, but you know, I'm a big fan of this series, so I put it in. Uh, so Hatsu Miku Project Diva Mega Mix is coming to the West on Nintendo Switch on in 2020. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so um, this is going to be so really quick. So um, I absolutely love rhythm games, and Hatsu Miku Project Diva is one of my favorite uh, games on the PlayStation and PlayStation Vita, put a lot of time into him onto, onto that. It was one of the first games I imported because the original game on Vita wasn't in English. And then uh, I think like probably a year later, they brought it to the West. And since then, they've been bringing these games to the West and they're being pretty big on PlayStation. And there were sort of the spin-off games on 3DS. I think they were called uh, Hatsumiku Mia Mia or something like that. Like they were like little chibi versions and like this, the gameplay wasn't as fun. It wasn't as good a game to me. There wasn't as many songs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But now they're bringing the the, the uh, Diva or Project Diva franchise to the Switch, and they're giving it a different art style. So it's all anime instead of just like three uh, D models. 
which looks a bit creepy in some songs. Looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer the anime look. The anime look looks a lot looks a lot cleaner, look more prettier, and all that. And this is going to be like a mega mix, so it's going to be all of the songs in one, so 101 songs. And it's really fun gameplay. So it's basically like you're pressing all the buttons to the uh, the rhythm of the song. And so if you're into sort of J-pop and uh, Vocaloid music, I'll 100% urge you to buy this because I want these games to keep coming to the West. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely getting this. I was actually going to import this because um, it was coming out like January or February in Japan. But now they're saying it's coming to West. So hopefully it's not too much longer. So I don't have to... I'm not tempted just to import it anyway. North. Yeah. Because yeah, cause I imported... There was <laughs> the first game I had to... Uh, go through like a walkthrough how to get through the menus and everything like it's a pretty simple game once you're actually playing the game you don't have to know how to read Japanese but just to be like how do I get to a song and play the song and sometimes you could put extra uh, sort of handicaps and add-on to earn more points and like I was looking how to do that and unlock certain trophies and that and just get through the menus <laughs> so there's like people set up walkthroughs it was really good but now it's in English you don't have to worry about that yeah great so Right. We've actually got some questions from some people on the, the Twitters. Oh, shit. Yeah, man, we do. I, I uh, reached out and I asked for some questions. Did you? I did. Beautiful. I did. I'm just trying to find them because my phone uh, went back. I had them already here, but now they're all gone. So, uh, John Peck asks, and they're, they're all pretty, they're all real quick questions, so don't get too nervous. John Peck asks, how are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> John, if I could... If I could honestly tell you uh, how I was, it would be a 700-page epic novel. Um, I'm fantastic, but at the same time, there are a lot of plagues in my life. Uh, Like, uh, the fact that I got up this morning and couldn't have my morning coffee, uh, that was a real shame. Uh, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I got I got to work this morning and a customer was being an ass. Uh, oh, you know, right, there was enough. a lot of people <laughs> doing. I want to be honest, Jonah. When I when I first read this, I was like, I'm going really well. But like the last couple, like the last couple of weeks before, like I don't know what it is, but like I'm on like a cycle where like you know I feel real like real shit. Yeah, and sort of, and it makes me feel worse because I'm in that mode like usually like my brain's ticking over like what i can do for the podcast what i can like like what i can do better here and there and just like you know to generally be happy but like the last few weeks just like yeah it's been bad but then it like you sort of like pick up again and you get better and sort of this week i've been like really excited to like be more creative and do all this stuff it's just it's just really annoying (laughs) how how it works like that yeah i'm sort of i'm sort of like you know I don't. I don't consider myself like to have depression, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck is that then? That feeling is that just something everyone gets like for no reason? There's no reason. There's nothing going on, and like I know, I know you're similar, Bryce. How like it just like comes on, goes off. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a bit more intense. So, I guess, I guess mm. the answer to the question, uh, without jesting and joking, uh, I've been very, very busy the last few weeks. Uh, my mental state is meh. Like I've I've had a bit of uh, had a bit of struggle with it, and I'm considering going back on the medication again after stopping just to balance myself out again. Mm. Uh, but you know, there's not much I could do about that. I just got to sort of do it. Um, but yeah, no, I think like for the most part, I don't have anything bad going on in life. I just think I'm overthinking things, and 
stressing yeah. about stuff and yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what you're going through too just on a different level with different things mm. yeah I wouldn't even say I feel uh, feel stressed or overthinking things I just think I feel flat yeah that too I yeah. think I think that's just I think I think that's kind of a side effect of it to be honest with you I think true, you know, true. when you've got a, when you've got a lot on your plate that's what happens you feel flat and you don't want to do anything mm. and I think that yeah that's something that's happening to the both of us at the moment which is why it's been really hard to sort of uh, get together and do some of these podcasts but um, you know that's just been the past yeah. couple of weeks I feel like doing these like just talking to each other and doing this show or other shows we do like really helps with that too oh yeah for sure it does yeah Cause, it's good it's good break up time was it last episode we uh, we caught up and uh, I, you know that, that was in, that was the time where I felt like oh, I don't really want to do this I just want to I just want to play Mario Maker or something not have to worry about yeah. doing all this stuff yeah. but we caught up and we had a real good time we had just a good laugh and the show was really off the rails it was really, I haven't listened back to it yet. Yeah. I usually do, but I haven't listened back to that one. And it, at, when we finished it, so that was fun, but I don't know how well I hosted <laughs> yeah. it. But it was, it was really good. And I think that sort of helped me feel, yeah. feel helped better as well. When, yeah. It's all right, man. I'm here to be antidepressant. Yeah, man. Beautiful. I, I hope I'm sort of an antidepressant for you too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So there's your answer, John. I, I know you'll probably just like trolling us or something like that. <laughs> 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 yeah. but there you go you got a real answer uh, so this is from Colin and Mono and he asks are you on the astral chain I am I am too I am. and I, I can't show the audio listeners this but this is the gif that I uh, sent back to him and I'm just going to wait till it restarts because it's already gone so it's going to go so I sent him that it's a picture of, it's Reggie with his face photoshopped on Thomas the Tank Engine the train flies into the sun which has dancing Miyamoto which has dancing well no Sakurai doing the direct oh it was too yeah so that was a great meme and I actually after I posted it I was laughing at it and I almost liked my own status just from like oh that's great man oh no I posted that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so great gif and yes I'm on the astral chain as well train I'm not on the chain no, I'm not dragging the chain here. Um, <laughs> and uh, Simon Blackburn, he asks, "Are you excited for Mario Kart Tour?" No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. Um, it's gonna be the worst thing ever. <laughs> the worst thing ever. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to play it because obviously we're going to play it. We to, will, uh, but nothing. To discuss it. But. Nothing shits me off more than the idea of having a gacha game for your drivers for Mario Kart for Mario Kart. Yeah, like, no. come on, man. That's kind of bullshit. It's like, I want to play as this particular character. It's like, I want to play as Yoshi. It's like, well, too bad. You've got Shy Guy until you can afford a gacha roll. Go get a job. Pay $45 for a 10 times roll. Maybe get a couple of duplicates to make them stronger, you know? Make their acceleration better. Make their top speed a little bit better, you know? Just roll them duplicates, mate. $45 for a 10 roll? Oh, yeah, you just want to play some fucking Civil Mario Kart. Ain't going to (laughs) happen. That's Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. That's that's what's gonna happen. Because I, I I know that uh, personally uh, Simon is excited for Mario Kart Tour. He's a big fan of Nintendo sixty four. Played a lot of Mario Kart sixty four, and he hasn't had a Nintendo system since well since the sixty four, as far as I know. And he's a big Apple fan, so having Mario Kart on his phone or Apple device is gonna be. He's ex- I, I assume he's excited for that. But you know, just just the fact of how you're gonna have to uh, progress and pay for the game. If it was Mario Kart on your phone. $20 or maybe just like buy the character you want there you are congratulations you've got that character uh, then that would be fine Simon it- I'm going to be really level with you <laughs> I don't think you've ever played a gacha game before 
and this is not going to be a good place for you to start and you're going to be very very upset it's not going to be as amazing as you think it's going to be it's going to be very very full flat mario kart and it's not going to be the experience you want uh expect to be paying money it will not be free to play if you want to enjoy it. I dare say he expects to be spending money, but it's just how much money and how much of a pain that is and how much it of of that gets in the way of actually enjoying Mario Kart. By, by the time you spent that money, it probably would have just been better invested in an actual Mario Kart game. Go and get a Switch. Go and get a Switch. Mario Kart Tour is not going to be a vice for it. It looks painful to control it doesn't look too great to me personally but as somebody who is a veteran gacha player i also know that it's going to be bullshit in that regard and that ain't cool uh (laughs) when your game is infested with people that do have money to spend and will win races just because they have spent yeah so there's money. that side of it as well that's exactly what's going true, to happen true yeah that is 100% what's going to happen because you look at Pokemon you've got the RPG you've got the spin-off games on Switch or uh, 3DS DS whatever but then you've got Pokemon Go that's a completely completely different experience to what you'll get on your console that's an experience that will just suit the phone can't be done anywhere else Uh, Pokemon Masters you know that's that's a game that's also very different to the RPGs Um, you know different enough it's not like what Mario Kart 8 is to Mario Kart Tour you know it's going to be you can just play Mario Kart like we've been playing Mario Kart 8 for hundreds of hours and just to be like alright now I've got it on my phone you've got to go through all this rubbish and pretty ordinary construction control uh, scheme for it and yeah I don't know the sad the sad part about Pokemon Master I just realised this is just triple battles they took triple battles out when people liked them and they put them into a mobile game yeah triple battles and rotation battles and gen 5 yeah oh my god anyway but yeah uh, Mario Kart Tour it, it, it is not going to be out of pure honesty it is not going to be the Mario Kart experience you want it is going to be very 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 subpar in comparison to what is currently available which is mario kart 8 which is the absolute pinnacle of mario kart and amount of content that you get for 80 bucks uh don't don't be too overexcited mario kart's fun mario kart on a mobile phone when people pay 400 dollars for the best shit only to beat you every single race is not fun that's crap you buy a Switch and get Mario Kart for that price, you know? <laughs> then you can play fair Mario Kart. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'll be, we'll be uh, very intrigued to play it come September 28th. By, by <laughs> means, you're more, you're more than welcome to play it, Simon. I'm just... More <laughs> than welcome to play it. I'm just warning you now, it's it's not going to be as stellar as you think it is, especially with the way Pokemon Masters has gone. It's mm. just proven that gacha games and Nintendo equals... And personally, with gacha games, like, I like... I like it being more stat based than actually like actually having like physical gameplay there, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like with Pokemon you roll a thing, but then it's all turn based, it's all about the stats, it's all about the numbers. But like with Mario Kart, you get the numbers, but then you gotta still race, then That if, makes no yeah, it yeah, makes I don't know, it's zero just, sense. It's like oh I I will win if I'm better at Mario Kart even if they have this and it's like, no, that's not gonna be the case. It's mm. not gonna be the case. There's gonna be no skill to it. I mean, there will be skill to it, but skill is going to play such a meagre part if you don't spend money. Yeah. Oh, well. And uh, this is going to be a segue to the next section. But Jamie Penning, he asked, 
Is the back half of the year too full of games? Should the releases be spread out further? Yep. Yes. And so, so, now this is to the next segment. So we're going to be talking about the games that are coming out September. September on Nintendo Switch, let alone other other platforms, is absolutely stacked. So we aren't considering stuff like Borderlands 3, Gears of War, uh, like, you know, multiple games coming out elsewhere. So these are games just coming to Nintendo Switch. And while a lot of these are ports of, uh, you know, games from other platforms or whatever, they're still like pretty, you know, stellar games that, you know, you can spend some of them even hundreds of hours in. That if you haven't paid for them already, you could pay for them on Switch and yeah, Mm. you know. Yeah. And like three of them are first party Nintendo games and uh, even more are published by Nintendo. So (laughs) a lot are just like, being pushed by Nintendo, so we'll jump into them. So we'll just go through them, Bryce. We'll discuss. We'll discuss them. Whether we're excited for them, whether we're going to pick them up. Just it's... short blurbs. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, so I've I've only like sectioned out the ones that are like uh, you know, if it's like an indie game, I had no idea about. I didn't put it on this list. It might be a stellar game, but I've got no idea what it is. Yeah. So these are just like the bigger games, which I'm like, oh yes, that. Oh yes, yes. So the first one on the third of September is Spyro Trilogy. So this is one I'm not I'm not going to pick it up, but I will probably eventually. Uh, good game. Uh, you've got it on PlayStation, don't you? Good yeah. game, good collection. Uh, shit, extra download requirement. Uh, Six point two gig. Um, yeah, that's right. Which the, which yeah. is which is kind of crappy, and it was the same on the PlayStation as well. If you're going to provide a disc, guys, try get it on the disc, please, or mm. the cartridge for that matter. Put it on the cartridge because those extra downloads, are str- especially on the Switch. Yeah, not necessary for three for three old games that have been remastered. Not necessary. Yeah. So when it first came out on the PlayStation, they actually delayed it. And people were like, oh, so they're going to fit all of it on the disc now? They still they didn't. still didn't. They still didn't. <laughs> they had the first game, and then you had to download the other two, which was like eight gig. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And that that doesn't make any sense on no. a blu- on a Blu-ray no. because on the Blu-ray, because like. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's plenty of room there. Like, even if it's like, oh, well, we let the first game finished, we're still developing the second two. But, you know, uh, production went into into uh, production for the discs, so we couldn't put them on, so we're just going to push them in a later patch. It's just like, ah, oh, nah. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not the end of the world, but it is for some people. I know it would have been for me, like, a couple of years ago. It's frustrating, yeah. Because I would have, like, put in the disc, I've got no internet, and like all it is is Spyro it's not an ever evolving game like, there's not yeah that many excuses for it but it should just be there yeah especially now it's like a couple of years later and it's still not all on the one card which is yeah. annoying because um, per, like I download all my games except for like stuff like The Witcher and stuff um, I'll want to get on the card because it's that big I might as well just put it on its own card and buy the physical edition yeah and The Witcher's all on one card yeah, so there's no reason anything else can't not good. Be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After The Witcher Three, there's not enough of an excuse. Mm. If you can fit The Witcher Three on a card like that, which they have said it's all on the card, yeah, that's mm. bullshit. Just Activision not wanting to pay for the extra yeah, it's bigger one, or it's all Activision. Activision, yeah. EA, are cockroaches in this industry. Mm. <laughs> that's the thing. Like people, um, they just with EA, they brought up they're like, oh, you know. People don't want to buy games on Switch if they already have it on PlayStation or whatever. That was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And like to be honest, I couldn't care. I'm I'm quite happy EA is not on the Switch. <laughs> the games are a waste of time. <laughs> They're a waste of time. Yep. The last couple of years, anyway. You've you've tried really hard to defend like your FIFA and shit like that. Now you're just like, nah, just fuck them. Just fuck them. No, because no, it's like, 
the new Need for Speed game looks looks good because like um I really enjoy like uh Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon, but what what those games lack that Need for Speed does is just like the arcadey sort of uh nos like field gameplay because yeah. like it's really exciting like you know you're building up your gauge when you hit the button the nos goes whoo, and that goes overtake and it's real racing base it's, yeah. it's gritty and that's something these other really good games you know don't have it's just a different game and I, I really like Need for Speed and I miss that but the, the last few Need for Speed games have just dropped the ball they've had different developers so that might have been something to do with it they went from Criterion and they sort of like di- Criterion it kind of crumbled if then it became um, what am I, the Ghost Games but then, like Criterion, I don't know, because there was articles saying Criterion went away, but now that they're, they're just like a backup team for like a Star Wars and doing stuff with dice and that, which is because they did like the dogfights in Star Wars Battlefront Front Two. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to keep my mind open for the new Need for Speed game if it gets good reviews. But sort of like the story mode and all that putting into it, it's like it's unnecessary. Just do a racing game, a good racing game. That's it. Yeah. That's not coming to Switch anyway, but. Yeah, just like the last couple of years, their games have just been like, oh, microtransactions and this, and they're really pushing that message of no microtransactions now. But I don't know; they've got they've got a lot to prove. Yeah, and yeah, I feel bad for like just Mass Effect fans and just uh, Anthem and just. I, oh I think we all do, but we should probably push on from me. <laughs> yeah, we talk about them all the time. Yeah, so. Yeah, what a shame. Anyway, uh, so Torchlight 2, also on the third. Um, this is a pretty old game. Um, but Good game, not really fast. Yes, if it comes at the right price, like if it was cheaper than Di- Diablo, I'm like, oh, I just want to... If I feel like a game where I'm just... I want to like hit stuff and level up, it's a good game for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've yeah. played it, so I'm yeah. not really that interested. Yeah, so I never played it. Like, I heard about it, but um, it was like you and Riley and that playing on PC, and I'm like, eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VIII remake is also coming out on the third. Yeah, fantastic! Looks like a great, uh, great upscale. Uh, the pictures they've shown are good, and it looks pretty clean. To be honest, mm. for something that looked <laughs> still that old meme of you're the great, you're the best looking guy in this room, and it just said like a fucking munted face. It's not a munted face anymore. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, because like with the Final Fantasy VII remake, that was all like you know. There's nothing they could do about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not not even that. So it's like, you know, it was, it was pretty by the numbers. It was just like, here's the game. Here's a little bit of stuff. But w- the effort they're sort of putting into this one looks like it's, you know, going to be like worth the money for fans that want to replay the game and that. Yeah. 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 It does. Yeah. It looks good. Um, this is one I'm excited for. Creature in the Well, which is a, an indie game that's just coming out on the 6th of September. And it's sort of like a, you know, it's like... Um, Best Zelda meets pinball. You sort of use your sword to hit the ball back and forth, and there's different types of puzzles. There's like you know combat puzzles where you've got to like you know hit the ball to hit the enemies to really like work out that sort of thing. But there's also like real slow puzzles where like you're just working out a puzzle and you got to get the ball in the right place. And throughout going through the dungeons, I think uh, the developer said there's eight dungeons, and all of them have like the creature who's in the well and he's sort of in the background, sort of like setting up the traps and uh, trying to foil foil you so you can't reach him. It seems really interesting and it has a great art style, like a real nice pixel-based thing, sort of like a, a Hyperlight Drifter, which was a, also another art style that really grabbed me straight away when I saw it. So, And it's it's it was it's actually quite cheap too because uh, it's like $25, but it's like 10% off, so it's $22 on the Australian eShop. So it's like 
like I, like I said before, like you can spend $22, $22 get this game, or you can spend 45 and get 10 rolls in Pokemon Masters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a game I'm looking forward to. I reckon I'm going to pre-order it so I can get that $2.50 off. Nice. Um, this is a game I couldn't care less about, and I'm, from what I've heard, it's actually uh, microtransactions and rubbish, but I put it on this because it's a big third-party game, and that's NBA 2K 2020. Yeah, um, bugger off. I couldn't care, but it's a big game. I'm sure there's basketball fans out there who are like, oh, I want portable basketball, but I'm sure I don't care about basketball. I don't care about microtransaction filled games. There's actually like a, I've been hearing about, it. I haven't actually seen any gameplay or anything, but there's actually like actual poking machines in this where actually you like, you're actually gambling. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I think they, I think they're really pushing the limit of what they can do. Like it's a basketball game. It's not like buy trading cards or this. It's, well, I think it is that, but it's also like all this other stuff. They're just pushing in there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good for them. Lovely. Don't support them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Damon X Machina is on the 13th. And I think this is going to be the Nintendo game that's going to have to be pushed for me. I think you said for you as well. Yep. I think just for time and money, just for this time of year. You know, we've got Zelda. We're not going to miss Zelda. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven for me is a big one. We've just had Astral Chain. Yeah, we just had Astral Chain. Fire Emblem is still very much on the back burner for me. Yep. Um, still really enjoying Mario Maker 2. Uh, gonna be still jumping into Smash a fair bit because I always do Mario Smash K- DLC yeah Smash know. DLC you know there's a lot going on and I just don't know when Damon X Mark and a, especially like, with the first impressions that we got it's not mm. it's not the most grabbing thing yeah because like I know they've improved it a lot and that was that was a beta like I can't really I can't really fault them on the game's not that good because they're putting it out there because they know it's not that good and they want to improve it you can't really judge it on that but I think it's just one of the games like you know I guess as far as like, all right, I want fast, phonetic gameplay with mechs and anime looking. Astro Chain has filled that. Yeah. <laughs> it's filled it and it's, it's done. It's a fantastic game. And by the time I finish that, you know, I'm not going to have the time or even the uh, desire to really play it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is a shame because I know a lot of, as far as like what this podcast means for people that listen to it, I know people out there will be like, all right, I, got no, I know nothing about this game. These other games are more appealing to me. Let's listen to the House of Mario to find out what it's all about. And we're not going to be able to deliver that, I don't think, just because, you know, our wallets can only be stretched so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but it's it's yeah. it's a game. It's, it's a game that I was interested in the concept in. I've lost interest over time. And from what I've seen... And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, now we're here. It's in the midst of way more important things to play and buy. Uh, and like you said, that's not including games like this list is including games like Borderlands 3, Gears, etc. Like, yeah, exactly. Monster Hunter Iceborne, which we're, which we're going to be playing, you know. <laughs> They're all I'm, games I'm going to buy in September. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm keen to get into Borderlands 3 because I'll have my um, new computer. I'll be playing with you, hopefully. Yep. Uh, Gears, that's gonna be free on Games Pass, and I'm 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 not a bit I'm not a Gears guy, but I'm curious just to play it because you know I've heard great things about the multiplayer. Um, was it Gears Four? I've like dabbled in the multiplayer of that. It's fun. I'm keen to get into like the escape mode and everything they've got going with the new, uh, yeah, Gears Five. So you know, just <laughs> just time, man. Just uh, and especially like this time of year, like it's getting um, it's when shearing season starts, so that goes until now till Christmas. Yeah, and my time is just sucked up by that and my energy too because I get home I'm stuffed yeah absolutely <laughs> let alone running like two podcasts Patreon <laughs> like it's a it's a lot so I've just got to as far as like uh, 
where my time goes, Damon X Machina is probably not going to get it. Yeah, sorry, Damon. Yeah, but I will get to it eventually. I dare say I will. There will be like, you know, it'll be a quiet yeah. bit eventually and I'll play it then, but yeah. Not this month. Definitely no. not this month. No. So on the 20th, the Switch Lite comes out, Bryce. Um, like, we're not, we're not going to get one because, no. like I said... We've got Switches. Yeah, well, $330 when there's all these games coming out and I've already got a Switch. Not a great idea. No. Nope. Save your money because um, if I go and buy one of them, I'd be a hypocrite for not getting Damon Hex Mark because of money. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. So seeing all the sort of the hands-on, it looks it looks like a really nice piece of kit. I love the colors. I love everything about it. And if it just connected to the TV, I'd be like, ooh, ooh, I might get one. But, or a better price point. Ow. <laughs> that's right. Just smack the table. Or a better price point. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two things. Connect to the TV or better price point, guys. Mm. And you would have sold me. Yeah. So <laughs> September 20th actually is a bit of a crazy month. So day, sorry. Um, so The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake comes out that day. Yep. with the Link Amiibo and all that stuff and looking forward to that one obviously getting it Zelda yes yep we know I, I think it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty paint by the numbers you know we, we're going, we know what we're going to, going to be getting tripping over my words here paint uh, by the Nintendo numbers yeah Nintendo by paint numbers <laughs> I don't know <laughs> love you Eric um, <laughs> Nino Cooney uh, remaster or not well it is a remaster actually comes out on the 20th yep uh, that's a game I was like please bring the Switch please bring the Switch coming out the Switch yep. in a very crowded time I will but get it's coming out <laughs> that, that will be added to my wish list along with Damon X Machina yep. it'll, be, it'll be my wish list it won't be in my download queue yep. uh, and also that this day as well uh, announced like a couple of days ago Untitled Goose Game has finally got a release date and it's the 20th of September why the fuck is everything fucking coming out on the 20th of September no, no, no seriously it's like I don't I don't know if they're like oh we'll align with the switch lights so new owners can like see us in the airshop and buy it or they're like let's get trampled by everything else and just release now they've waited this long I don't know why one of the busiest days of the year for Nintendo Switch they're deciding to release obviously they're coming out in Steam and a few other platforms well, I think it's just Steam just Steam uh, so you know they're not just thinking about Switch but for Switch owners it's not a great day to come out I feel <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. You're coming out. You're coming out against Zelda. Obviously, the very different games. You're coming out against uh, Nino Kuni, and yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna. That, so that's. I assume that game's about thirty bucks. So that's a bit easier game to like. All right, I'm gonna get this because it's a bit cheaper. I'm. I'm keen for it. It looks like something just where I can come home from work when I'm tired and I'm not thinking about like. You, you can know, just be a dick of a goose. Yeah, just being a goose. <laughs> just be a goose. Hooray. Yeah, so you know that is that will be probably a purchase this month, just for you know it's a cheaper game, it's a silly game, it's a fun, hopefully fun game. Yeah. Um, on the twenty fourth, Dead by Daylight, when they showed off this gameplay, it looked pretty rubbish running on Switch. So you know that I've got no interest in it. Rest in peace. Yeah, I it, was I was never really interested in the game to begin with. Even like on PC, Xbox, etc., I wasn't that no. worried about it. Yeah. So worse on Switch isn't really going to grab me either. No. It doesn't seem like a very doesn't seem like it would benefit that much from portable either. So you know whatever. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darksiders two on the twenty sixth. Um, that's awesome that Darksiders two is coming because uh the first one's already there and Darksiders games are good. I've I played like a bit of the first one, but it sort of like lost me and I stopped playing it. Darksiders two is a really good game. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just unfortunate because I don't think we'll get Darksiders three on the back burner. 
I don't think we'll get it. No. And Darksiders 3 is probably, you know... They, they've re-released Darksiders 2 so many fucking times now. They have. Yeah, they have, yeah. They had it on fucking Wii U even, like... Oh, we're getting passionate about this. You know, they, they've re-released <laughs> it so many times, but they uh, only released friggin' Darksiders Warmaster or whatever the fuck it was called, the once. Mm. And they didn't release it on Wii U with Darksiders 2. And now Darksiders 3 is out. So if you've been following Darksiders for a while and you've played them all the way up to this point, it's not going to fucking interest you anyway. And those games go stupid cheap on just about everything. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. But cool. It's there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so on the 27th is Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition S. Um, this is one I'm really looking forward to. I've been wanting to play Dragon Quest and I'm like, oh, I want it on Switch. Here it's coming to Switch. It's fixing a lot of the problems that uh, fans had on the PlayStation version. Uh, the main being that the uh, on the Switch it has the orchestral theme, not just the uh, the MIDI theme. And you can actually switch between the two. So if you're like, oh, you know what? I don't want the orchestral version because you're a psychopath. <laughs> um, you, can, you can change them on the fly because I think that there was like there's problems with the rights between the composer and um, Square Enix for whatever reason. And for this version, they've been ironed out. And there's like changes like you can go through battles quicker and all that. And and a lot of people who are really keen probably already played the demo and know all of this. And the demo does carry on to your full game. And I, I haven't played the full game yet. Or, sorry, the demo yet because uh, I don't want to... I don't want the demo to end and then like a few weeks between uh, picking up the game. Then like, I forget where I am. I'm like, sort of like probably ruin it for me. So I want to play it like a bit closer so I can just like run straight into the game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next up is Ori in the Blind Forest on the 27th. Perfect game to be on Switch. Yeah. Uh, it's a good turnaround too. Game. It's just, yeah. just announced. Yeah. So it's good that it's like a like good turnaround to be coming. Beautiful game. Uh, and with the sequel. Was it a sequel? What's the third sequel? No, it's a sequel. It's the second game. Yeah, coming to Xbox yeah. next year. Yeah, Xbox next year. With that coming out, you know, great, cool. It means we might get the sequel as well. That'd be wicked. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Ori and the Black Forest. Cool, man. Yeah. I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm happy about it. It's good. And the last one on my list is uh, Killer Queen Black on the 27th. I couldn't care. Because <laughs> We I, played I, this at PAX last year. It was barren. <laughs> yeah, so this... It felt like crap. Well, it's definitely a game you need, like, you know, four people for. We played with... We... I know, but it just... See, I've heard great things about the arcade version, and like this is like. This but it's not the that. That's the thing is though, is that everybody's like, oh, the arcade version is stellar. But you know, what was great in the arcade, Dragon's Lair and Space Ace, and then when they came to a console, they were fucking garbage. So, it says a lot. Some games are just never meant to leave the arcade. They're just made for the arcade, and I feel like this is probably one of them. Do you know what I mean? Because when we played it last year on the Switch, it just felt like it did. We were doing nothing, really. We yeah. Just... The, the the thing about it is we just jumped onto the demo unit, and there's actually like a fair few like win conditions to the game that uh, we didn't really know about. Like you know, there's like there's a snail at the bottom, and like <laughs> there's I think there's three ways to win. There's one to get to the opposition's hive. Another one is to jump on the snail, which is slowly going across the screen, and you've got to stay on that snail without being beaten off. And if it reaches the other side of the screen, your team wins. And there's like, and then I think the other condition is if you like kill all of the other team members. 
So there's like different ways. So there's always um, something going on. And we're just with the two of us. Just it, the, the game isn't set up for that. There's like you need you need a bit more chaos and a bit more going on. But that's why it's good in an arcade setting because you can just play yeah. it with random people. But it's not good. <sighs> like I would like to say it's good for a Switch setting because of the Joy Cons and all this stuff and whatever. But then it just turns into another co- like a couch co-op game. And I've played so many other games that serve that purpose better. Whether it be Smash or Mario Kart or hey even. Even when we uh, talked to the guys at Party Crashers, how fun did we have with Party Crashers playing with four people? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was yeah. wicked. That was great fun. I, I, don't, I just don't see how this could be any more fun than Nidhogg. Oh, Nidhogg. And Nidhogg is like a special gem. Sure, it's only 1v1, but you know, pass around the controllers. It's, it's got some of the best gameplay Nidhogg, though. It's, oh, shit. Yeah. It's kind of hard to beat Nidhogg. Yeah. It's so good. But I'm yeah. saying, it's like, how can you how can you compete with that it's it's just yeah, it's too much it's yeah well obviously you know we're gonna probably I'll probably end up with the game I won't so have fun with that oh you come over and play with me oh yeah we'll yeah. just do the same thing we did at PAX I feel like you need like four plus people though and I don't, I don't have four we plus don't have people, four coming, plus people. A, coming across to my house all the time to play games no I don't think yeah. anybody that is our age does and I don't think kids are that interested in a game like Killer Queen Black they're into their Fortnites and their Minecrafts. They are definitely into their Fortnites. I'll give you that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bryce. So that's all of the games coming out September. Now, Bryce, we've got a new segment coming up. Before so we close out the show. Yeah, before we close out the show. So Reggie Fizeme, he's recently retired, and he's made a Twitter account. And I thought it would be a great idea, great idea, to uh, keep up with Reggie. Now, Bryce, play the theme song. Uh, <laughs> if we can find the play button. Here it is! Oh, Jesus. Hi, Nintendo fans. It's Reggie. Reggie was once the president of Nintendo. Then he found Twitter. He's a favourite guy, so let's keep up with him on Keeping Up With Reggie. What's wrong with you? All right, so recently, Bryce, Reggie fils has uh he's, he's going back to school. He's becoming a teacher at uh, uh, Corn, uh, Cornell. Uh, so Cornell uh, SC Johnson College of Business. So he's going back to business school. And this is an article from, <laughs> from Polygon. And, and the article reads, Reggie's going back to school. Former Nintendo honcho returns to Ala Matter to teach. So, what's Reggie Fils-Aimé doing six months after stepping down from Nintendo of America's top job? He's headed back to in New York, where he'll be teaching at Cornell University Dyson School Applied Economics and Management. Funny thing about that, Reg, my uncle, teaches in the same school too. So, that's a bit of conjecture from uh, Owen, who wrote the article here. So, Fils-Aimé announced the news via Twitter on Friday. Uh a 1983 Cornell graduate. He is returning to the campus as Dyson's inaugural leader in residence and will give his first lecture in October. The leader in residence serves the school's leadership program for students, which seeks to foster critical thinking behaviors and skills expected of top business leaders. Beautiful. His first lecture will share principles for you to master so you can cultivate your own leadership uh, compatibility. 
Um, the principles are applicable uh, to any situation, including now you are a student in your own future endeavors. We're betting that there are more than a few Nintendo fans among Cornell's classes of business students. Let's not forget that before Nintendo, Reggie Fizeme had tours uh, of duty with Pizza Hut and the folks who make Guinness beer and VH1 products and services also widely in favor with undergraduates. Nintendo, oh, uh, Fizeme joined Nintendo in December 2003 and was the president and chief executive of Nintendo America from 2006 until this year. He was the western face of the console maker for more than a decade and yeah, you know you know that bit. He's just running out the thing. So, Bryce, Reggie's going back to school. He's, oh, good on Reggie. He's being he's being a teacher. Fantastic stuff. We're all wondering like, oh, what's Reggie going to do once he retires? Is he just going to go into a beach? He's going to relax? No, he's uh, teaching. He's teaching. Beautiful. That's wonderful stuff. Well done, Reggie. Well done, Reggie. So, You're a good man. So, how would you feel if uh, you were going to university and uh, old Reggie was your teacher? Hi, I'm Reggie from Nintendo, and I'm your professor. It's like, yay. Sweet. <laughs> hey, Reggie, when's Mario Maker 7 coming out? I don't know. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, this is going to be a segment. Whenever Reggie says something of relevance on Twitter, we'll keep you updated. because yep, he's our favorite president. He's our favorite president. Even more than Trump. Yep. All right. Um, back, back to you, Jim. Play the theme song again. Hi, Nintendo fans. It's Reggie. Reggie was once the president of Nintendo. Then he found Twitter. He's a favorite guy, so let's keep up with him on Keeping Up With Reggie. What's wrong with you? All right, Bryce, that brings us to the end of episode 113 of The House of Mario. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. It's been a long one, isn't it? How, what, what are we at? Um, I'm recording a different program and it doesn't tell me the time, so oh. I couldn't tell you. Holy crap. Well, yeah, because I looked at the time and I'm like, shit, I've got work tomorrow and I've got shit to do at home. So, Likewise, my friend. It's like, getting late. It's 11 o'clock. Yes. At night. <laughs> Let's wrap it. So, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player of I, choice. I sure like describing... Yeah, thanks, man. It's like I said, I need a, I need a drink. <laughs> I've been talking a lot. Uh, so yes, subscribe on your podcast plu of choice. And if you'd like to further support the House of Murray and the podcast we create, consider heading over to patreon.com slash idruby for a monthly pledge. You can get access to awesome perks like Bryce and I's Patreon exclusive variety podcast, Kraken Furfies, discounts on the House of Murray merch from tpublic.com slash the House of Murray and much more. Once again, that's patreon.com slash iDruby. And Bryce, where can they find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, at IVRiven on Twitter, and you can also complain at Twitch. <laughs> not, still not getting my account No, they're back. not, are they? Jeez. No, they're useless. So, yeah, there you go. Continue on from last week, guys, if you feel like it. <laughs> Jesus. And you can find me at iDruby on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's where you can keep up with what's going on with the House of Mario uh, a Drew story stuff coming to Patreon and just other thoughts I guess beautiful you know, whatever right and you can find the House of Mario on both Twitter and Facebook delicious mmm oh Jesus uh, <laughs> just decided to play itself when I went into it um, and Nintendo Jukebox is the main theme from Astral Chain if you've played it for more than half an hour you would have heard this in the game it's a rocking theme it's a saviour and it's really good it and, and you're going to hear it right now alright 
And until next time, have a good one, guys. Catch you later. I've got to go wash some clothes. Keep holding on, keep holding on Until we break the spell Let the truth